1: Hi,
0: Tuesday! We are once again stepping into classic Disney as uh, we have the final animated film that Walt Disney ever had any uh, any involvement in, The Jungle Book.
1: Unlike a lot of the, the classic Disney ones, which were kind of hit and miss for me, uh, as we've talked about before, This one was one of the ones that was kind of bigger in my childhood. This one was a frequent play in my house. I can't remember if I had it on VHS or it it was just on TV a lot. But I do remember watching this a lot when I was a kid.
0: I do have a little bit of a connection to this in that this was one of the first films I ever saw in a theater. Huh. Yeah, during one of those re-releases in the 80s, I got, my parents took me to see this movie. Me and my little brother, we saw this in the theater. So yeah, this was one of, if not the first film I ever saw in a traditional theater. Uh, Because me and my brother at that young age were very hyperactive, uh, my mom would usually take us to the drive-in to see films. God, I miss drive-ins. i miss driving so much so i guess you know we were little balls of energy where did that go so take us to the drive-in put us in the car and have us watch the movie there and we can you know be a little hyperactive little balls of energy and it'd be fine but for proper in theater movies yeah the jungle book was like the first film i ever saw
1: yeah sadly i don't think i ever got to see this one in uh the theater because uh it was re-released they released it in 78 in 84 and again in 90 and uh none of those were Maybe the 91 I might have gone seen, but I don't ever remember seeing this in a theater. So, um, 90 would have still been a little early for me to have been seeing movies in theaters, uh, as a kid. So, um, I, I think this one I, I, missed it entirely. Um, but I remember watching this a lot as a kid. I don't ever remember owning it, though, so it must have just been on
0: TV a lot. As I mentioned, this is the final animated movie that Walt Disney ever had any involvement in. And we've talked about this this era of Disney. Uh, after Sleeping Beauty, Walt kind of backed off on the animation thing because at the time, Sleeping Beauty was not a financial success. Uh, It is now. It is seen as a Disney classic, but back then it was a disappointment. So he kind of shifted focus more into the live-action films, mostly because the technology at the time was more lining up with what Walt wanted to do in in live-action movies. But when it was presented to him, the idea of the Jungle Book, it really intrigued him. The idea of the animals, how they were, anim- how the animation team was really improving their animation of animals, and just the story in general. Also, it's a, this was a really weird time because Walt had so many things he was juggling at the time, because there was the live-action movies, there was this movie, there was the expanding of Disneyland, and there was the not-yet-built Florida project.
1: Ah, uh, the Florida Project, which I mean, as we're recording this, we are smack dab in the 50th anniversary of that Florida Project opening. So yeah, it's had a good little run so far.
0: Yeah. But uh, so, yeah. And of course, it would be not long after all of this that Walt would pass from lung cancer. Don't smoke, kids. And a lot of people credit the success of this movie because of that. This was Walt's last film. I mean, it was big news when Walt passed at the time.
1: It, it was a thing that when it came out... You know, it it, it came out posthumously, mm-hmm. um, of course. And a, a lot of the reviews were probably more positive than they would have been otherwise because yeah. people were seeing it through the lens of we just lost Walt and this is the last thing we will ever see that Walt had a direct hand in you know
0: yeah I mean how would it look if the reviews had said yeah Walt's last film and it's a stinker
1: <laughs> yeah um, so a lot of people were saying things like well it doesn't exactly stick to the book but
0: you know <laughs> um, and that's and that's another thing yeah it, it has some elements of the book some of the cuz the book itself is very episodic which does fit in with the walt style at the time And we've talked about this with a lot of classic Disney movies at the time, that they felt very episodic. They felt like you could take five to ten minutes of any of these movies, cut them out, release them as a short, and you wouldn't really lose any any connection to the to the bigger picture.
1: I mean Pinocchio, Alice in Wonderland. I mean we've we've talked about that with a lot of these films.
0: Yeah.
1: Even Snow White. Yeah. Back that far. It it really felt more like a series of shorts.
0: But the stories themselves tend to flip-flop. Like, oh, here's a story of Mowgli in the jungle. Oh, now he's in the man village. He's going from the man village to the jungle, going to the jungle to the man village. So they had to find a way to make this work as a single story. So they went with the story of, we're going to have Mowgli take Mowgli to the man village. And that'll be the end. Does not exactly follow the book? All the characters in the in the movie are from the book with the exception of one. Because in the books, the monkeys did not have a king. And they do in this movie. We'll get to it. Of course, like many of Disney's films at the time, we get more Sherman Brothers songs. Which,
1: not a bad idea. Yeah. Possibly Uh, the best idea in in the making of the film.
0: Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all of the songs in the movie were written by the Sherman Brothers with the exception of uh, Bare Necessities. You know, the Bare Necessities was written by Terry Gillickson, the song from this movie to to enter the pop culture, as it were.
1: Yeah, and uh, weirdly, I, I, that was one of those songs that should have won an Oscar and didn't because it it was nominated. And then it lost to Talk to the Animals from Dr. Dolittle. We could talk to
0: the animals, learn their languages, maybe take an animal degree.
1: (laughs) Right? (laughs) And I'm not even on Talk to the Animals. It's a good song. But which one do you find yourself humming around the house out of those two songs
0: more often? Exactly. Bare Necessities.
1: Yeah, and I will hum both of those songs. Like I said, not knocking on Talk to the Animals. And, you know, Leslie Bercuse, good composer, good lyricist, not knocking on that, but, like, come on. (laughs) Pair Necessities is easily the bigger classic.
0: And it's kind of re-entered the public consciousness since it didn't DoorDash use it for a commercial recently.
1: Yeah, I I can't remember if that was the company or or not. But yeah, it was it was recently in a in a commercial. Yeah, it's such a catchy little t- you know. Yeah. I I don't know. It's it's so weird the the things that win awards and the things that stick in the popular consciousness are n- n- almost never the same things. I, I am constantly amazed when we go through these things and we're like, that's got to be the thing that won the Oscar, right? No, nope, it never is. But you're like, oh, that's the thing that sticks with us. Yeah. The other songs in this movie are just so great.
0: Trust in me, it's a great villain song.
1: Oh, such a good villain song. And it gets overlooked a lot when we talk about Disney villain songs.
0: Because Ka is not the main villain. That's Shere Khan. Yeah, but Shere Khan doesn't really get... A, he gets one a, line in the in We're Your Friends at the very end.
1: Yeah. But Trust in Me is such a good... It needs to be longer. I wish it had been longer. Mm-hmm. And it's such a perfect song for a snake. Uh, you know, it's it's got that slinky feeling like I really want someone to do and I'm sure someone has I'm sure I'm not the first person to think of it but you want like a nice belly dance number
0: to this or
1: whatever you know
0: and Sterling like, Holloway, really I mean this is the guy the same person that voices Winnie the Pooh doing the most sinister version of himself for that for that song
1: Yeah, we've kind of talked before about how Sterling Holloway really only had that one voice, but he made it work for him. You know, there are some people, there are some voice actors that really they only have one voice. But looking at you, H. John Benjamin, but they but they make it work for them. You know, they will they will run every single note of that that one voice and sterling holloway was was one of those people and in this one he really proves that there's you know there's a sinister side to that sterling holloway voice mm-hmm. and i i i love i love that song so much that trust in me song mm. uh such a good villain song uh but um the sherman brothers always knew i mean we every time we get to talk about them i'm so happy but they they just uh so so good but they they always knew how to write a banger and every song in this is
0: a, a banger really as a kid i really liked colonel hachi's march yeah, Colonel Hathi's March is
1: is really good. It's it's got that beat, you mm-hmm. know. I mm, I had totally blocked from my mind the the the
0: Beatles' Buzzards. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, okay. Uh, this is one one thing I wanted to talk about is that the original plan was for the Buzzards to be played by the Beatles,
1: and and then they were they called up, they called up the Beatles and the Beatles were like, no, we're, we we don't do that. <laughs>
0: And then they did Yellow Submarine.
1: Yeah, but Yellow Submarine is is lit, so. <laughs>
0: That's... So, I mean, the, the Vultures are obviously designed after the Beatles. You know, one of them still has, one of them has that mop top haircut they were famous for back then. Uh, Where Your Friends was originally going to be a 60s style upbeat rock song similar to what the Beatles would do, but Walt kind of shot it down because he said it would become dated very quickly. I mean, he wasn't wrong. So, yeah, so the, the barbershop quartet style that over half this song is actually works in the song's favor. Though there is that part of me that feels like the Beatles doing an acapella version of this song would have been so cool.
1: <laughs> well, the Beatles doing anything is just cool. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the the Beatles doing I- anything would just be evergreen cool because that's just the Beatles. But
0: can we just go to the universe where they actually did this movie?
1: <laughs> yeah. Everybody has to admit that "Bare Necessities" and "I Want to Be Like You" are just the
0: the top. Yeah. Of of this film, most of the people in this movie are people we've already talked about. Phil Harris. Uh, we've talked about him with um with Robin Hood. Bolu and Little John are the same character. Let's be honest with that. Oh, yeah, you want to talk about
1: one voice. He had he had he had one voice, the Disney Bear.
0: <laughs> and Thomas O'Malley. <laughs> <laughs> but he, but yeah, yeah, but he made it work. Bruce Retherman, who plays Mowgli, he was Christopher Robin uh Sebastian Cabot at uh, uh, Bagheera he was the narrator in all of the Winnie the Pooh things of course we mentioned Sterling Holloway and just pretty much every regular disney voice actor of the time is in here somewhere but uh, there are some ex- some people that um that were exclusive to this movie uh obviously you you mentioned I want to be like you Louis Prima as King Louie The only original character in this movie.
1: Yeah, and Louis Prima's kind of an interesting story because this is, again, kind of early Disney stunt casting. Not a lot of it at the time. In that early Disney day, they had their stable of voice actors.
0: I mean, the Beatles would have been the ultimate stunt casting.
1: Well, it would have, but this is kind of close. Um, because Ludi Primo was a very famous jazz musician and would have been known at least to the parents uh taking their children to see this. So he was a a, a trumpeter, um and a singer and a band leader, mostly during the forties, fifties, uh, big band jazz swing, uh, out of New Orleans and he got his start because in New Orleans at the time, uh, it was still heavily racially segregated, but Italian Americans like Louis Prima were. Suffering a lot of ethnic uh, stereotyping and bigotry And so they were hanging out in the same clubs As a lot of the African American musicians And um, a lot of the Jewish musicians as well and, And stuff So a lot of the marginalized groups were all kind of hanging out around each other, uh, in new Orleans. And he got to know a lot of the African American jazz musicians like Louis Armstrong and some of the other big names in there. And they all kind of learned from each other. And, uh, They hung out and played together and it wasn't as much, uh, racially segregated in the way you would think. So, uh, the, uh, clubs that were owned by Italians would allow African-Americans in and the African-American clubs would let the Italians in and it was a really cool kind of cultural exchange, uh, down there in New Orleans. And when he got bigger and all, he sort of bridged uh, a lot of gaps there between the, um, white audiences and the African-American audiences, uh, because of that. So, um, it was a uh, kind of he was a kind of interesting figure um in there uh in the jazz and big band scene at the time um so he got the the part because they were looking for a big jazz voice sound that people would be interested in to uh to do the the voice of this monkey character and they they named him King Louis, so I don't know if he was named King Louis before the thing. I think they were probably thinking of Louis Armstrong, and then they went with Louis Prima instead, but uh,
0: I don't know. This also leads into a bit of a legal battle several decades down the road because we haven't gotten there yet. But they did take all of these characters and put them into Tailspin. And when they they did Tailspin, a lot of the characters were just imitations of the original actors, including an impression of Louis Prima as Louis. Okay, step right up. The amazing Louis knows all, sees all, futures told, fortunes found. Do we have a volunteer?
1: Uh, Done by Jim Cummings, I think.
0: Yeah which really angered the widow of Louis Prima and the entire estate. And they kind of went into a bit of a legal battle, which left King Louis silent for a while. Some of our listeners might remember the show House of Mouse. Uh, There was an episode where the intention was to get King Louis to come out and because House of Mouse was Mickey Mouse and all the Disney characters interacting in a nightclub. It's great and it should be on Disney Plus. But they had one episode where they were going to feature King Louie, and because of all of this, it using the same character model, but they called him King Larry. And had a completely different voice for him because of Louis Prima's estate saying you can't use his voice-likeness anymore where's the mouse of the house where's mickey oh dig this crazy tree oh i can see everything from up here <laughs> one of the rare times where disney kind of had to bend the knee there
1: i will say that if you know louis prima from anything else beyond his uh appearance in the jungle book it's going to be for a song he wrote that I guarantee you he that you've heard, although you probably haven't heard his version of it. Um, he wrote the song uh, Sing Sing Sing, which is one of the most famous uh, big band swing songs, um, although his version is not the most popular version. You probably know the Benny Goodman uh, version, uh, but you you definitely know this song, and uh, we'll drop a couple of seconds of it right here. Sing, 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 sing. Everybody start to sing. la dee ho-ho-ho. Now you're singing with a swing. Yeah, you've heard that song everywhere, but uh, probably in the uh, Benny Goodman version. The Benny Goodman version is the the one that went wildly popular uh and gets used in all the the movies and everything. Uh but yeah, that was a Louis Prima uh song. Yeah. Uh so you've definitely heard that one.
0: One more note of uh Louis Prima I want to put out there before we move on, is that uh after this, he thought he would get more work with Disney. Even uh but he didn't. He actually was hoping to be in Robin Hood, which I think I mentioned this in the Robin Hood episode. And was very disappointed that Disney didn't call him to do be in, in Robin Hood. Don't know who he would have played, but he wanted to be in Robin Hood. Apparently he was a real big fan of the story and wanted to be a part of it. So much so that he would record an album called King Louis Meets Robin Hood. King Louis and Robin Hood were friends long ago. If you believe in make-believe, you'll find that this is so. In which he retells the entire story as it is in the movie, and covers all of the songs from the movie. Uh, there, there is a a, a version of uh, the Phony King of England as sung by Louis Prima, and it is great.
1: Incredible as he is, and that whenever the history books are kept, they'll call him the Phony King of England. Uh, yeah, so yeah, he's he's a he was a really cool guy, and uh, if you've only ever heard of him because of uh, Jungle Book. I highly encourage you to go uh, look him up. He has a really interesting uh, history and opened a lot of doors. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh,
0: George Sanders as Shere Khan.
1: Yeah, not a huge uh, Disney connection, but uh, he did have a very interesting career. Um, he was in the uh, Hitchcock movie, Rebecca which is uh, one of my favorites, such a, such a great movie. Uh, And uh, he won an Oscar for his role in all about Eve, which is also an amazing film if you've never seen it. So go, go get you some classic Hollywood there. He was also Mr. Freeze in the uh, Adam West, Burt Ward, uh, Batman series and he was one of the people who played uh Simon Templar in the Saint but it was in the movies made in the 30s and 40s so he was one of the the old school versions of that character so if you're if you're into uh that sort of thing yeah this is kind of the the one thing he did for for Disney but he he would have been very well known to again the the parents so another bit of kind of stunt casting at the time a thing that they didn't often do at the time in Disney they drew Shere Khan to look like his face if you've never seen what George Sanders looks like you know even just go hit his Wikipedia page and you can see it in the picture that he's got the same kind of smile and the same kind of eyes as as Shere Khan. It's, it's a really cool, they, they've managed to capture that, that same kind of
0: look. So, yeah, and something that, uh, Kiki pointed out to me before we started recording, Junior, Haki's son, Clint Howard. Yeah, which I didn't even know until we did the rewatch, I, I
1: never realized that the little baby elephant was little baby Clint Howard! Oh my goodness, so adorable! Yeah, um so the uh the brother of Ron Howard as well, but of course uh not to not to demean him in the slightest. He's of course a a wonderful actor in his own right. I always remember him from his his roles on Star Trek, of course, but uh you know, he's been in freaking everything by this point. He's just a great character actor. Uh other other Disney connection because he did uh show up in uh solo a Star Wars story. Directed uh, by Ron Howard. <laughs> <laughs> but he, yeah, mostly because uh his brother directed it, but uh you know. I mean he was he was even the voice of of Rue in uh one of the uh Winnie the Pooh's uh at one point um Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree but yeah so it was it was cute to realize that that was that was him cuz I don't think I'd ever realized that before and speaking of uh other kind of cool um Star Trek connections the little girl at the end of the film that just sings the song she doesn't get any speaking parts is uh Darlene Carr uh who has had kind of an interesting career i i think she's uh retired from from acting now actually she also did a lot of the singing in sound of music she dubbed over for a lot of the um, von trapp children the younger ones and then she just kind of did a lot of character acting work as well um, including an episode of deep space nine which I thought was kind of cool.
0: This kid actually has a name. She's not given a name in this film. Uh, when they eventually did Jungle Book Two, the direct-to-video sequel, uh, she's given the name Shanti. However, uh,
1: in in the in the uh, credits, I think of this one, she's just the human girl.
0: Well, they can't call her the man girl.
1: Yeah, yeah, Mowgli is the man cub th- throughout to most of the others. So she's the
0: so let's move on to the film content warning. Yeah,
1: this one does have that uh, sensitivity, cultural sensitivity warning now on Disney Plus. Well, this and movie does, this movie does take place in India, so maybe. Well, it's it's specifically because of the monkeys that is the reason that we get that cultural sensitivity warning. It is not because of the portrayal of any human group directly it is because of the monkeys there has been some controversy over the years people can make up their own minds about this whether or not having a group of monkeys dancing around and singing jazz might be culturally insensitive and suggestive.
0: And all of these are voiced by white men.
1: Yeah, and there, there is the the thing that you know, the, they are all... I don't know if it would make them, make it better if they were not voiced, you know, I, I, I don't know. But that that is why. Disney has has added the disclaimer you know it it is their their standard boilerplate disclaimer outdated cultural depictions wrong then wrong now in any case it's there and that's why it's there
0: so let's let's get into the story i i guess this completes the trifecta of abandoned human children in jungles that grow up because we have tarzan george and now mowgli yeah. So yeah, Mowgli, the little man cub, as is he called it throughout the whole film? Abandoned in the jungle, we get the one shot of a destroyed boat with the bassinet in there. As, yeah. He grows up with the wolves, but they decide, hey, Sher Khan's back. We need to get rid of the man cub because Sher Khan hates man. They explain later in the in the film because you know of their fire and their firearms. He fair point to Sher Khan. But as they say, you know, he's just a kid. He doesn't know about those things yet. He he has no idea what fire is or how to make fire. He doesn't know what a what a what, what a rifle is. Sher Khan doesn't care. He's not gonna give Mowgli the chance to know what those things are. He just wants to get rid of them and get rid of all of the humans that are in the jungle. I'm not sure what his rank is. The, the The vultures do call him Your Highness at one point, but that's um, all. That's all we know.
1: Yeah. Um. It's interesting. the The thing is, is that I want to I want to go back to to how Mowgli ends up with the wolves because Bagheera is the one that finds Mowgli and immediately is like, oh yeah, wolves. Let's let's give him to the wolves to raise.
0: I mean, his his logic is, this child needs mother's milk and the only new mother I know of is this wolf. I mean, it ain't the best thing, but he's thinking on his feet at this point. Though I do like that he freely admits, you know, my first instinct was to leave this kid in there, but Yeah, I'm not going to abandon a kid. I'm just
1: kind of impressed that his first instinct wasn't just to eat it.
0: (laughs) He's a panther.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, it's like you're an obligate carnivore and that's easy meat. And instead you're like, oh, let's take it to a a wolf mother (laughs) to race. I don't know. It's like I, I mean, good for Bagheera. I'm not saying like I I, I want him to eat the child. I'm just <laughs> saying I I appreciate
0: the restraint. Good yeah. for you. <laughs> it's really weird that you know he even says you know he his first he wants to take it to to the man village, but the child's not going to survive without nourishment. Wouldn't it be easier to give the have the wolf mother give the milk to the baby and then take take the baby to the man village but no the wolves raised the boy as their own uh the wolf father even says he's like a son to me we assume i mean he he looks 10 ish so i assume that's how old Mowgli is supposed to be
1: well they they he says
0: 10, 10
1: rains have come and gone so yeah it's it's been 10 years
0: so like he just forgot <laughs> and there is a sher khan has returned so sher khan has not been in this part of the jungle in 10 years
1: yeah i mean that that's that's what the
0: movie says yeah we're going yeah. by the movie so it's like okay but yeah now sher khan's here he wants to get rid of all the humans that are in the jungle we need to get rid of this 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 human boy this man cub or Or not only is he going to kill the man-cub, he's going to kill all of us for hiding him for the last ten years. I wish we had spent a little bit more with the wolf family. I mean, granted, that is an entire short story in the original book. But it feels like, raised by wolves, bye-bye wolves, I'm going to be a bear now.
1: Yeah, we don't really get any part of Mowgli that feels... Like. He has learned. Any survival techniques. For the jungle. Or any. Wolf. Things like there's. There's nothing in this that's like. You know. But in the pack. We would you know. Yeah. Which would have been kind of cool. To see him butting heads with bagheera over how a panther would approach the jungle
0: versus how a wolf would uh, you know exactly and i didn't think about it until you mentioned it yeah Mowgli has no survival skills for someone who lived among the wolves for 10 years they didn't teach him anything or he didn't learn anything
1: you know, the the very first night, Bagheera wants to rest in a tree. Why wouldn't Mowgli be like? But we should be finding a a cave or a, you know, something like a like a a wolf or a dog would do. Like, no, no, yeah. no. We have to find like a little cubby hole to sleep in. Y- you know, whereas, yeah, a cat would want to get like, you know, a, a high ground, a, a perch. A, you know.
0: A cat's perspective versus a dog's perspective.
1: Yeah, that would be... That would have been
0: a, a cool little thing. That would have been a nice clash of ideals. Honestly, yeah. As you mentioned it. Uh, there is one little moment where Mogul's trying to climb the tree where we kind of get the same uh, bit we got with Sword in the Stone where it's clear that the child actor's voice may have changed at some point during production. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because there are points in this movie where Mowgli's voice changes. And it's like, you could have re-recorded that.
1: <laughs> I do I do like him trying to climb the tree and pointing out that, like, no, the tree is too big around for me to grip with my hands and feet and I don't have claws.
0: It's good to know that even in the jungle he could keep his uh, nails trimmed. <laughs>
1: The well, that's what teeth are for.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: but the uh, I do I do like the little sound effect when Bagheera is like, well, you know, I'll I'll climb up a little bit and you climb on my back and everything, and then Mowgli kind of steps on his head and he gives that cat screech, and they <laughs> put in the the little kind of roar, you know, <laughs> the, yeah. the, the little cat screech sound
0: effect. He shows his complete lack of survival skills by almost getting eaten by Ka while in the tree.
1: Well, yeah, I was going to say, this is when we get introduced to Ka for the first time, which is one of my favorite bits, because I love Ka so much. I'm so sad that we don't get more Ka in the, the film. Because is-
0: uh, uh, Yeah, yeah, we get him here, and then we get him for his song, and then that's it.
1: Yeah, we we needed we needed more Ka in this film. Honestly, if if I've got a big complaint about the film, it's that because he's he's my favorite
0: bit, and he's defeated twice by Mowgli the exact same way, with the exact same animation.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's you know Bagheera's kind of nodding off and. He doesn't want to hear Mowgli talk anymore and Mowgli's trying to say like hey you know there's a giant snake should I be worried about it and Ka decides to you know hypnotize Mowgli and is like oh look dinner (laughs) yay
0: and then finally Bagheera wakes up and Almost gets hypnotized himself. I, this whole thing is is Bagheera is proven right. Because Mowgli says, I can take care of myself. I lived in the jungle all my life. I know what I'm doing. Only he doesn't. And Bagheera even says, you sure, you know, you sure you could survive in the jungle by yourself. You couldn't even survive one night.
1: I love everything about this scene. I love the animation of Ka coming down out of the tree and wrapping himself around Mowgli and doing the little hypnotizing eyes
0: with it changing
1: colors
0: and 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 they would bring that back for, for Sir Hiss in in Jungle in uh in Robin, uh, Hood. Robin Hood in Robin Hood. Half the animation in here is reused in Robin Hood, let's be real.
1: Yeah, well, this was one of the movies they used the Xerox technique too, so some yeah. of the animation doesn't hold up quite as well. It's so adorable, the the way that they do this this whole thing, and Mowgli trying to call out, and the the tail wrapping around his throat, and you know, Khan hinging his jaw, and you know, it's, it's such a cool little scene
0: yeah
1: Ka getting the the knot in his tail which comes back later in the film and you know making all the the puns
0: with his saccriliac you know? yeah. <laughs> and his sinuses my sinus uh yeah then we get to the uh let's see the elephant the elephants scene. yeah the elephant scene the marching. And especially, and, especially little Junior, who wants to be just like his dad.
1: And Mowgli decides to join in. You know, oh, this this looks fun. Let's. It's a go. parade,
0: yeah. Yay. And then of course, uh, Colonel Hoss saying, "I'm not going to have a, a man cub in my regiment. It's 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 a bit, it's an abomination to have a human in my in my ranks." And of course, we get uh, Bagheera saying, "You know, no, 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 no. He ain't gonna be here long. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take him back to the man, to the man village. He's, he's only visiting, as it were."
1: Yeah, but he he does make friends with Junior while he's he's there. They
0: become yeah.
1: very close. While in the the five minutes he's with
0: the, the elephants. To be fair, it's like it's possible that this is the only other kid, Junior, seen in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, we, this then leads us to Baloo, the carefree bear who just, you know, as he says, you know, living by the bare necessities. He's not attached to anything or anyone. He goes where he pleases, living that bachelor lifestyle, if you want to call it that. He seemingly instantly falls in love with, with Mowgli. Later on, he even says, I love him like he's my own son. Even though they've only been together what, a day, at least? Yeah, and it's kind of interesting
1: that this is the type of bear, they're not really meat eaters so much, you know, they yeah. they mostly just do eat
0: what we see blue understand- eating. Fruits and bugs and whatnot.
1: Yeah, they they eat ants and they eat fruit and you know they.
0: He's a vegetarian bear.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it it's it's kind of interesting. It wouldn't be out hunting, you know, prey like that. So it's kind of cool to to see, Baloo just like out being like. Oh, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, go out and eat me some ants. And like, oh, look, a man cub. Yeah, that's that's cool. Whatever. Have some fruit. You know, <laughs> it's it's kind of interesting that that that's the, the particular type, you know. Baloo's song really kind of plays into that, you know.
0: Yeah, teaching him how to be a bear. I you know, to how to fight like a bear. And, you know, if you if you work like the bee, you're working too hard. You know, he's that that very relaxed lifestyle without the the excess of everything else, which is nice in theory. In some cases, it is, it is nice a little little lesson, you know, don't go looking for something that can't be found and whatnot.
1: It is a more laid-back approach to life, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's ended up being kind of the way we see Blue portrayed in subsequent things, even even something like Tailspin,
0: you know. I just thought of something. An animal that eats bugs and talks about a relaxing life. This is Hakuna patata. It is an early version of Hakuna Matata, yes. But it is amazing how fast Baloo and Mowgli connect. And uh, like I said earlier, the kid that was raised by wolves for 10 years all of a sudden now wants to be a bear.
1: I think it's less that and more just have you ever met a kid they always just want to do whatever the the new thing is
0: you know and in his eyes Baloo is cool so he wants to hang around with the cool guy
1: a lot of little kids are like that it's just like hey I just learned what a dinosaur is now I want to be a dinosaur (laughs) hey I just saw a pirate movie now I want to be a pirate you know it's like
0: It's whatever
1: the thing, the last thing they just saw is, is kind of the thing they want to be now, you know?
0: Yeah, and also, you know, Baloo is all about keeping Mowgli in the jungle, and Bagheera wants to take him back to the man village. Of course he's going to go hang out with the guy that says stay in the jungle.
1: Yeah. But the problem with Baloo's laid-back lifestyle, uh, as opposed to Bagheera's more stringent, uh, parenting style, I guess you'd call it, is that Blue kind of just, you know, falls asleep and stops watching. And, uh, then the monkeys show up and kidnap Mowgli.
0: And now Bagheera and Baloo have to team up and enter King Louie.
1: You know, you can go back and forth on whether or not Baloo or King Louie has the most banging song in the, in the
0: film. Yeah. But it's one of those two and we get them back to back. Yeah, I want to be like you. And we find out why he kidnapped Mowgli. He wants fire. Because as we learn later in the movie fire is the one thing that Shere Khan is the most afraid of. So we we'll would go to assume that the King of the Monkeys would want something that will protect them from Shere Khan.
1: I mean it's it's not a bad plan. You got to hand it to King Louis.
0: Yeah. Why Why wouldn't you get the, you know, they don't know where fire comes from. They've seen enough of the, the humans that they know that the humans can create fire. So this kid must know how to make fire. Yeah. But he doesn't. He says, I don't know how to make fire. No, 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 no. Stop. Stop with the games. You can tell me. How do you do it? How do people make fire? And that way, I can be like you. I can be a human just like you if I know how to make fire and I'll teach you how to be a monkey. Fair trade. Fair trade. He even calls him cuz, you know, kind of playing off that we evolved from apes uh, thing. Don't know how controversial that would have been in the 60s. Louis is
1: not terribly far off in his logic he
0: just kidnapped the wrong kid if he he had maybe kidnapped the girl from later on maybe yeah I mean she
1: she probably knows how to start a fire you know uh Bagheera and Blue have to go in and
0: try to save Bogley Mr. Free free spirit Baloo his first incident is man that's a hell of a beat they got going on. <laughs> yeah,
1: let's let's dress up like a monkey and go dance. Which would
0: have worked if the costume didn't fall off. Yeah. And then we get a game of football with with Mowgli.
1: But they they do end up escaping.
0: Yeah.
1: Unfortunately
0: uh, the the uh, they they call it the ruins uh i'm not sure what ruins these are i'm I'm not gonna even try but this seems to be king louis little kingdom of these old relics these old ruins of the of past civilizations and it's all destroyed and you know the the funny part of him he's trying to hold up his his for lack of a better term castle <laughs> these ruins and it's all falling apart around him he's holding this one little brick up like (sighs) the thing is though is
1: that Bolu is finally kind of on Bagheera's side and he's like you know what kid you can't stay with us this is proven that you are not safe here you you gotta go back to the village and Mowgli's like no you're a liar don't trust you anymore. I want to stay in the jungle. See ya. I'm out, and runs off. Uh, so they gotta they gotta go get the
0: elephants, and uh... yeah, yeah, they, they 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 get to the elephants to get a search party to find Mowgli because they don't know where he is. Colonel Hachi doesn't want to do it because you know, not my problem, not my cub. And then we get his wife saying, "Yeah, what if it was our cub?" Yeah, you're right, okay,." I'll, I'll, I'll. And then
1: Junior's like, "Please, he's my friend. He's my only friend in the world." Hathi's oh, yeah. like, oh, all right, fine. The only also, problem is, though, is that Shere Khan is hiding in the tall grass and overhears everything, and now he knows there's a man cub. Oops.
0: Re-enter Ka.
1: Yay, Kai's back,
0: and, and we, we get, get that, our villain song. Yeah, we got our villain song, "Trust in Me," which is am- amazingly performed.
1: Yeah, and
0: I love you know his his little his little things like "Hold still, please." You're snoring. That yeah, little bit there. Yeah, the little, the little introduc- interjections that that we get, so good. That little bit where he's saying "You're snoring" is like, as a kid, I found that the funniest part of the whole movie. Which says a lot because we just got off the monkeys. (laughs) The wordplay of the animation to the lyrics, like you know, you're safe and sound as long as I'm around. As he's wrapping himself around Mowgli.
1: Yeah, it's it's a really great sequence. It's probably my favorite in the in the whole film.
0: He would have succeeded. He would yeah. have eaten, he would have eaten Mowgli right then and right there if Shao Khan hadn't shown up.
1: Yeah, and then Shere Khan. I love that Shere Khan shows up and pulls on his tail. And like a doorbell. <laughs> there's a doorbell sound.
0: Ain't it that ain't it always the way you're about to sit down to eat and then company shows up? Yeah. Don't you hate when that happens? A bit of a meta moment, because he even says, I heard you singing up there. You were singing to somebody. No, no, I was singing to myself.
1: Yeah, and then, like, you wouldn't happen to be entertaining anyone up in your coils, would you? (laughs) Can I check your coil? You know, like, oh, you know, then he's, like, bringing down parts of him while, like, chuckling Mowgli around. Like, so good. I love Which,
0: it. I do like the bet that both times Mowgli defeats Ka, it's because he was distracted. Because the first time earlier in the movie was Bagheera distracting him because he was trying to hypnotize eat Bagheera. And the second time is just he's scared out of his gourd from Shere Khan, choking him like, you wouldn't lie to me, would you, Ka? And then, you know, again, just like earlier in the movie, push him off the tree, unwraps, get the knot in his tail. Uh, brings us to the the vultures, the totally not the Beatles vultures. That that whole scene is is just so weird to me, and it's relatable though. How many times have you sat with a friend and had that conversation?
1: Well, no, I mean it's relatable. I'm just talking about the whole you know Beetle Buzzard scene is just so weird to me because it it derails the whole movie. Like the movie has been pretty. I mean it's it's been kind of disjointed because it is one of those, you know, it goes from vignette to vignette. Hmm. But then this this bit comes along and it kind of
0: derails the movie for me. I think this would have made more sense if it was the Beatles. That at least that way you could have excused the length of the segment. Because okay, we have we have like the number one band in the world in our movie. Of course we're going to give them an extended sequence where it's just them talking to each other. Otherwise it doesn't make sense. I feel like if when they didn't get the Beatles to do this, maybe they have could have reduced that part.
1: Yeah, I th- I think I think you're probably right. Like if if the entire appeal of the scene is hey, it's the Beatles, yeah, you give them more time. Once you know that you don't have that it's not really a good joke. Like just having a bunch of people pretend
0: to be the Beatles. I mean, they they still have the the the, the Liverpool accents, or as close to Liverpool accents as a bunch of Americans can do. Yeah, it's since uh eh, eh, you know, I
1: I get what the joke is supposed to be. It just goes on way too long for me, and then they sing a song which is probably the worst song in the movie
0: it's it's not my favorite i if you like friend, it that's yeah. cool but yeah i mean like i said the, this whole scene really works if it was the beatles since it's not eh, but I, I get what they're trying to do you know Mowgli feels he has no friends all of his friends the two he had anyone that has presented themselves as a friend to him has turned on him in his mind you know, he, he has the wolf pack and they get get, get rid of him because he's, he's going to bring a danger to the pack. Bagheera, Bagheera wants to take him to the man village. Oh, Baloo wants, wants him to stay. Baloo wants to take him to the man village. Oh, the, the monkeys want to play with me. Oh, they're only using me because they think I know what fire is. So it's like everyone who's ever been or presented themselves as a friend to him has had ulterior motives. So the brothers say, "Oh, we'll we'll be your friends," and then they sing, "There will be your uh, where your friends are the better end." And and the moment Shere Khan shows up at the end of the song, like, "No, he's right here. Here's your man cub. He's right. Everyone who's ever been his friend has turned on him in his mind."
1: I get it. I get your point. I wish you'd have made your point faster and just gotten out. Yeah. We get to. The song the song is okay but it the weakest one in the film in my opinion.
0: Would the song have been better if it was sung by the Beatles? I don't or do you do you think that not even they could have saved this one?
1: Well, I think that they would have probably come in and been like, "Hey, can we punch this up a little bit?"
0: Or they would have been like, "You know what? This song isn't working for us. Why don't we just you know, uh, give John and Paul a, an hour or so and they'll come up with something."
1: Yeah, I mean, this is for the Sherman brothers, this seems like a song they kind of wrote on their lunch break.
0: It's no super califragilistic.
1: Yeah. The whole thing is interrupted when Shere Khan joins in at the end of yeah. the song. And now we realize, oops, boss fight.
0: Yeah, we so, and we get every, well, not everyone. We get Baloo, we get Bagheera, and the Vultures versus Shal- Shere Khan. Well, the vultures
1: sing about being your friend and then they kind of sit most of the battle out until it's like, oh, well, uh, they, they mostly got it. Now Now we're kind of safe to just do a flyby, you know?
0: Isn't that what vultures do, though? Wait till the, Wait till the battle's over, then pick the bones?
1: Well, yeah, but it's like, that's not what friends do.
0: Yeah, but I feel like their involvement during this last part of the movie it goes back to my original point if it was the beatles it would make sense for these characters who are introduced in this last part of the movie to be involved with the final battle so anyway shere khan seemingly kills off baloo
1: well we we have to we have to mention how shere khan is defeated though cuz it the, there's a storm that comes up and lightning hits a tree and sparks a fire. And, and that's the, uh, where we get the reveal that Shere Khan is scared of fire. And they tell Mowgli to use the fire against Shere Khan. And Mowgli ties
0: on the, the on fire. branch
1: to Sher Khan's tail. And Shere Khan is so terrified of the
0: branch and the fire... I love that part where he ru- starts running and his tail flips over and then the fire is right in front of his face. Yeah, it's good L-
1: animation, yeah.
0: Like like Shere Khan had a flashback at that moment.
1: Yeah, and then he he runs off into the jungle through the tall grass and you
0: you just know like
1: he's it just set like half the jungle on fire.
0: But as the fight is going on, Baloo Takes on Shere Khan to protect Mowgli and is seemingly killed by 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 Shere by Shere Khan. I want to say Shal Khan, but that's someone else. Yeah, uh, Shere Khan is defeated for now with the fire, but it's it's seeming that 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 Baloo has made the ultimate sacrifice,
1: and Bagheera is is very nice in his eulogy of <laughs> of Baloo. And,
0: and I do like how Blue is just like opening his eyes. Uh, he's so this sounds so beautiful. Keep going.
1: <laughs> Tell me more about how awesome I am. Once Blue wakes up and uh, he and Bagheera have that moment of like, you know, I thought you were dead. I wouldn't have said nice things about you if I didn't know you were alive. They again have that kind of fight of like Baloo's like, no, no, no. I really think he should stay in the jungle. Like, you know, we've defeated Shere Khan. It's fine. He can stay here now. And the is like, no, no, no. This proves that he needs to go back to the village. And, you know,
0: and as they're having this conversation, Mowgli discovers girls.
1: Yeah. Uh, and we, we get our final song of the film. I'm going to fetch water until I'm old enough to be married to a guy. And then I will perpetuate gender stereotypes. And one day we will all die.
0: And You know, for kids. And maybe it's another stereotype because this girl fully knows what she's doing. She sees, oh, there is this boy looking at me. Uh, I'm going to pretend to drop the pail of water so he can pick it up. I'm going to purposely walk away from him so he has to bring the water to me. Yeah. Even, even Baloo points it out. She's doing this on purpose. And Bagheera's also saying, yeah, so? So the, the, the animation of, of Mowgli trying to balance the 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 pail of water on his head the way she'd uh, Shanti is, it's it's, it's 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 adorable in a way, and then of course you get you get the, the you know Baloo saying come back Mowgli come back, Bagheera saying go on kid go on, Mowgli looking at the girl him getting the uh, the, the, the 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 goofy face and shrugging his shoulders yeah I'm 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 gonna go with the cute girl I'm I'm sorry. Dude just straight up leaves his bros behind for a girl.
1: Tale but, as old as time.
0: <laughs> so yeah, dude just leaves his... I mean, he breaks the bro code, man. The bro code. And we get one more refrain of the bare necessities. Uh, and yeah, that is the Jungle Book. I don't think this movie would have gotten the praise it, had it did. Or the legacy it did if this wasn't Walt's final film because in terms of the story and the animation of the time it's pretty average compared to the other movies of the era you know 100 run dalmatians soaring the stone and stuff like that and you know at least to me i don't know what, what you think about that
1: honestly i don't know to me it's cute still I like it better than I like a lot of Disney classics. Not a perfect film, but it tends to flow better than a lot of the films around this time. The positives are not entirely just Walt's last film.
0: Mm. Let's ask a question, does Jungle Book 67 have the magic... I don't hate it. Like I said, I don't hate this movie. It's fine. I would say if I have to give a a thumbs up thumbs down, I am going to give it a thumbs up. I'm going to say it does have the magic. But it's nothing spectacularly awesome to me. It's average. I'm going to
1: say it has the the magic. Like I said, I I like it better than uh a lot of the other films around this time. And I'm going to say I end up liking it better than I like. A lot of the other versions of the jungle book I've seen. I haven't seen the Disney. Remake that they tried to do.
0: The Favreau one, the
1: the Favreau one, but I've seen other people's. Versions where they try to tell the Mowgli story, you know and honestly i tend to like this one better i know that the that the original book was a lot darker and a lot of people you know they want to go back to that original stuff I, I don't know i like this one
0: <laughs> let's move on to to next week uh next week we're getting that new Buzz Lightyear movie, and from what I've seen so far, it's actually looking pretty good. So, we are going to dive back into the original Buzz Lightyear world, diving back into the Toy Story franchise with Toy Story 2, Pixar's first sequel.
1: Yeah, I I can't wait. The, the trailers for Lightyear are looking really good, and uh, it's been a... Uh... Quite some time since I've uh, seen Toy Story Two. So,
0: prepare to bring tissues for Sarah McLaughlin thinking about a doll being unloved. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're we're, dive, we're going. So come back next week for Toy Story Two, and we will talk to you all next time. Bye. Bye. Don't let the magic stop here. Join our conversation online on Facebook. At rewatching the magic, Twitter at rewatch the magic, and of course, new episodes every week at rewatching the com Remember, the magic is for everyone, it only stops if you let it.